morning, Citygate Church and everyone who's now online for us this morning, which is a whole new experience. And uh, I'm really excited about this, actually. So today we're going to be um, understanding some of the things that God has for us from Psalm 37. Uh, it's a long psalm. I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but uh, I'd encourage you to go through the whole psalm yourself, perhaps sometime later in the day, because it is an amazing psalm. Um, but I just want to begin, really, by saying that I want to speak today on you can trust God to bring you through. And I know that's already exciting, so I'm excited about it myself. And um, out there in the world, there's a whole lot of expressions such as it ain't over until. Um, but, you know, from the Psalm 37, it's very clear it ain't over until God's will comes to pass and God gets what he wants. And um, I'm absolutely confident that even in the season that we're currently in now, that God has a plan, God has a purpose, and he will uphold you with his mighty right hand. You know, hindsight is an amazing thing. Um, often it can, it can seem as though other people seem to be coming out on top. Other people have perhaps got the better job or other people have got the better family or other people have got the better car or, you know, somebody's able to do this or somebody's able to do that. And you think, when's my turn? You know, but so often as, as fast as somebody, you know, seems to win, then they can go very quickly. And that's what Psalm 37 seems to be all about, that it says, don't envy other people around you, but be thankful for what God is doing in your own life. Um, I believe that today we have a God of hope. And hope is a very powerful thing. It's something that is an anchor to our soul. It's something that inspires us. It's something which absolutely takes us, um, I believe, into our, into our purpose and into the um, dreams that God has for us and that he's put in our hearts. So I've just got a few points here today to make from Psalm 37 that there are some fantastic um, promises to stand on that God will turn his situation around, this situation around. God will show himself strong. God will not leave you suffering. God will not abandon you in your time of need. And I know these promises are, you know, generic um, promises, but here today I want us to really in faith, stretch out and receive these for ourselves. So let's begin. Number one, I want us to understand today that it says in in Psalm 37 verse 3, it says, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, I'll say it again, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on the faithfulness of Almighty God. I love that passage, I love that verse, it's a fundamental passage for our life, for our overcoming life that we have in Christ. You know, how we position ourselves is really everything for us to achieve what God has for us. The place that we stand in, I know we stand by faith, the place that we actually um, hold in the spirit, the place that we position ourselves, whether that's a place of prayer, a place of faith, a place of joy, a place of forgiveness, how we position ourselves is absolutely vital. And I want us to absolutely decide today that I am going to position myself in the place of trust. I'm going to position myself in the place of absolutely trusting God. No matter what's going on around me, what I see, what I feel, what I'm told, what's on the news, what's coming down the radio waves, what the next door neighbours are saying, we have an almighty God who can be trusted and his word will come to pass. God will not let you down. God will not forget you and God will not see his children fall out without getting up again and going to a higher place. 
He says in that first verse that there it says to trust in the Lord and to actually act in a way. And it says to do good. And I believe, you know, for a, a Christian that our faith has to be outworked in the way we live. And um, it's important that at any time that we do the right thing. Sometimes that might look crazy because it might be opposite to what everybody else is doing. But again, if we trust in God and if we do what he says to do, we will come out on top. It says that I'm to live in the land. As I've said, how we position ourselves is vitally important. And I want to position ourselves and our family and all of Citygate Church, I want us to be positioned smack bang right in the middle of God's kingdom and God's principles. It's really important in times, you know, at any time that we don't let go of how we're supposed to live and especially at a time like this. You know, I think it was probably 20 years ago, everyone was going around with the bracelets, what would Jesus do? And even though perhaps that was a fad and it sort of came and went, it's absolutely fundamental to the Christian life. What would Jesus do in this situation? How would he speak? I want to dwell in the land, I want to live smack bang in the middle of how God would act and speak in a certain way. And it also says in that verse, it says we are to feed on his faithfulness. You know, the things you feed on, are the things that you're going to become. The things you feed on are going to be strengthened in your life. And sometimes, you know, the world surrounds us and there's so many things to feed on. But I want to encourage us, especially at this time, to feed on the faithfulness of God. To feed on the faithfulness. That's what the verse says. It says, feed on his faithfulness. And it, it's important that our thoughts are in line with the faithfulness of God. I don't want to be thinking about the things I don't have. I want to be thankful for what I do have. I want to think on the faithfulness of God. I want to eat well every day with a thankful heart on the faithfulness of God. When things go well, I want to say, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to me. When things don't go well, I want to say, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to me. When things are a struggle, I want to say thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to me. How you see God's faithfulness is going to determine how you walk through life. The second point today, after we've just dealt with, we need to trust in the Lord. The second thing is this. We must, as it says in verse 4, it says to delight yourself in the Lord. To delight yourself in the Lord. So we start with trust, but that soon turns to, into a place of delight. And it says to delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And I know we, it, it, it's as if the verse is split in two and often we can think about, oh, you, you know, I'm going to get all my desires and God's going to give me the desires of my heart. But it's absolutely, you know, fundamentally bound to how we delight ourselves in God. I want to encourage us at this time to enjoy spending time with Jesus Christ. He is our Lord, he's our saviour, he's our friend, he's our healer, he's our provider, he's so many things for us. But first and foremost, you know what, he's my Lord, he's my saviour. And I want to encourage us, Citygate Church, you know, with all the things going on at the moment, perhaps some of you are at home, some of you are having to, you know, stay at home, others are going to work, we're not here in church this Sunday, you know, perhaps things are very, very different, but this is an ideal opportunity to delight ourselves in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get the wow back into our relationship 
with the Lord. Let's get our, Lord, I love you. Let's get our, our, our delight back in him. I want to enjoy spending time in his word. I want to enjoy spend time, you know, spending time speaking with him. I want to enjoy the time hearing that still small voice of the Holy Spirit that we heard about in the Elijah series just the other week. I want to enjoy his spirit and his presence. It's great when we're here on a Sunday and we're all here together and there's excitement and there's the wow factor and, you know, almighty God is speaking and we're, you know, exalting the name above every name. But his presence is not dependent on a service. And I want to encourage you to really press in at this time to delight yourself in his um presence and of course the incredible promise after that is he will give you the desires of your heart. The third point I want to make today is is in verse 5 and it's as if this goes step by step that we're to you know start with a trusting God and then we delight ourselves in the Lord and then it says to commit your way to the Lord and trust in him and he shall bring it to pass he will bring his will and his purpose to pass in our lives that's a fantastic promise I believe God has a purpose for my life I believe he has a purpose for Citygate I believe he has a purpose across the United Kingdom. I believe God is a God of plan and purpose and he has an incredible will that as I delight myself in him and as I trust in him and as I say, God, here's my life. I want to walk in your footsteps. I want to keep in step with you that God's will is going to come to pass in my life. And as I was thinking about this today, about, you know, purpose and direction and, you know, the Bible says every footstep is ordered by the Lord. That's a great thing to know, a great thing to have a confidence in. But as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this is an extremely powerful verse for a time of change. You know, perhaps you've been going down your path, you've been going down the road. I know I have many times in my car and I'll get someone, it'll say diversion or it'll say roadblock. Or, you know, I've actually been in other countries and there's been a landslide and the road's shut off, you know, and it's like, this is unexpected. This is really not, you know, helpful for me. I'm on a time scale. I've got a plan. I'm going somewhere. I'm supposed to be somewhere. I'm normally cutting it fine and, you know, hacking it down the road. And then I head up to this roadblock or this diversion or whatever it is. And it's as if this is a huge surprise. This, this happens all of a sudden. And I've got to turn around, I've got to go back the way I came, I've got to, you know, perhaps take a longer route round, perhaps it's more scenic, but hey, <laughs> it's not what I was planning for that day. But you know what, even if something is a surprise for us, it's a planned increase from God. And I like to see everything like that, that if I hit an obstacle in life, I think, you know what, almighty God has got a purpose here. He's got a plan. So I've already committed my... Um, whole um, experience to God, my life, my journey. So when something happens, I don't always believe. You know, sometimes the enemy comes in and he wants to upset and he wants to disrupt. But sometimes it's God just saying, you know what, I've got a better way. I want to do something in your life that you didn't expect. It keeps our faith alive, I think, sometimes. Um, so this is a 
incredible opportunity as we commit our way to God, he will bring his will to pass in our lives, even though it seems like a surprise to us. And I know over the last few weeks, it's like, man, alive, what's going on? I wasn't expecting this. And, you know, perhaps you're hearing some bad news about your work or about the family or about your finances. Could be all sorts of things. But you know what? It's no surprise for our God. And our God is our provider. And if you commit your way to God, he will cause his his incredible plan and purpose to come to pass in your life. If this was an auditorium full of people, I reckon there'd be a great amen right there. You know, perhaps the brook has dried up. We went through this in the Elijah series just a few weeks ago. Perhaps the ravens, uh, you know, aren't flying over or there's only a couple of them right now and there was a whole flock before. But you know what? It's time to arise and go to Zarephath. It's time to get out of bird food and foul stenchy water perhaps that's gone stagnant, I don't know, and get into the place of abundant jars of oil and a bin of flour that does not ever stop. I believe in seasons of change, great creek, creativity can explode and you know often in times where there's a struggle or there's a challenge it's when people reach inside themselves and something comes out that they didn't even know was in there as you've said God here's my life I commit my pathway to God you know what I'm believing for great things in this season I'm believing for creativity to come out I'm believing for new ideas perhaps new ways to do church new ways to connect with people new ways to see people come to Christ new ways for there to be community and for there to be an incredible breakthrough of the kingdom of God in our in our day and you know what God's will is going to come to pass as we commit our ways to him. There is a promise for us today. God will not let you down. He will not forget you and he will not see you. If you fall over, you will get up and God's will will come to pass. The fourth thing today as we go through this psalm is just a couple of verses down verse 7. It says this, we are to rest in the Lord. So we've had to Trust in the Lord, to delight in the Lord, commit your way to the Lord. And now we are to rest in the Lord. There's something about a Sabbath rest, which is really important. And perhaps for some of us, even this season is going to be a time where actually we get some time to breathe. And even though there's all sorts of things going on and the fear factor is just amazing out there. Everyone's fearful of everything going on. But for us who know the Lord, we can rest in the Lord. There is a place of rest. There's a Sabbath rest that I believe God wants us to enjoy. And perhaps that's as a family, perhaps it's as a church, I don't know. But, but God wants us to rest in the Lord. And it says, do not fr- uh, fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who, um, who brings forth evil schemes to pass. It says, cease from anger. Stop getting angry and getting so wound up about things. Oh, we've seen so many amazing things, I'm sure, in the news and on, you know, perhaps Facebook feeds and whatever else, of people getting so upset. And if you don't know the Lord, then all you've got is really anxiety and worry and fear. But when you know the Lord, there is a rest that comes upon your life and you can chill and you can breathe and say, you know what? I absolutely know all things are going to work together for my good. I'm going to come out of this on top. But it actually says here, forsake from, uh, from anger, cease from anger, forsake wrath and do not fret. It only causes you harm. 
And I believe God wants us to be strengthened at this time. And that's going to come from the place of rest in our God. So don't get angry. Don't worry. Oh, Pastor Jay, it's easy for you to say that. Well, actually, I didn't say it. The Lord Jesus Christ said it when he said, you know what, the birds of the air and the, and the grass in the fields, these things are really important to God. But you are the apple of God's eye. God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. Let's rest in the everlasting arms and know that his love is more than enough to cast out any of that worry and any of that fear. There is a rest of faith that the Bible talks about. Faith is something just so incredibly powerful. Faith says, I know that God has said it. I believe that God has said it. I receive what God has said and I will walk in the good of that. And there's a rest of faith that says, you know what? I may not be able to see it or feel it, but I know God has brought it to pass for my life. I love this stuff. This absolutely excites my spirit as we have to walk through the season that we're in. You know, God isn't losing any sleep over what's going on. He's very compassionate for people in what's going on, but he's not worried or fearful in any way. Why? Because we have a confident expectation that God is still on the throne and Jesus is Lord of Lords. Number five, as we, as we close today, number five, so we've had to trust God and we delight ourselves in the Lord. We commit our ways to the Lord. We rest in the Lord. But number five, it says we are to wait upon our Lord. Wait upon him and keep his way. And I love this. You ready for this promise today? And he shall exalt you to inherit your land. Elsewhere in the Psalm 37, again, I'm going to encourage you to read the whole Psalm. It says that the land is the land of shalom. It's the land of peace. Nothing is missing, nothing's broken. It's the land of our inheritance. You know, they went round and round in the desert for 40 years, but finally there was a generation that crossed over, uh, over the Jordan and they went into the promised land. Well, each one of us today, I believe, has a promised land for our lives. And how do we enter into that? Well, of course, we have it in God's Word. We have the promises of God. But there's something so powerful about spending time with God and giving our heart to Him and, you know, all of those things that we've just been through today. But we are to wait upon the Lord. Spend time in His presence. Spend time saying, Lord, what do you want to say to me? What do you want to do in me? Is there anything at this time perhaps I need to, you know, to change my priorities? Perhaps I need to adjust the way that I do life or what is just normal for me. You know what? As we wait on the Lord and we keep his way, he shall exalt us. You may be feeling right down today, almighty God's going to exalt you. Perhaps you've fallen over. God's going to exalt you. Perhaps you think, how can I get out of this mess? God will exalt you because he's promised in his word that those who wait on the Lord and keep his way, he will exalt you to inherit the land. But I want to encourage us today, don't rush the process. You know, often things don't happen overnight. They can start right now. They can start today as a decision. But things don't often happen overnight. Things are a process and so often going from season to season is often a process and that process and that season can sometimes take longer than we would want it to. However, a season can suddenly come upon us. And it's like, wow, where did that come from? Well, as we spend time with God, 
he will exalt you into the next season. Actually, the context in the psalm here is about all the other people around this man who wrote the psalm saying, everybody else is winning. I don't seem like I'm winning. Everybody else seems to be coming out on top. When's it our turn? Well, I want to promise you today from God's word that if you wait on the Lord, then it's your turn because God will exalt you to inherit your land. There are so many Psalms that seem to address this whole issue of how we compare to other people, whether it's their job, their family, their kids. That's the big one. You know, I wish my kids were that well behaved, you know, or, or their financial situation or their car, whatever it is. I want to encourage you today. Have a thankful heart for what God has for your life. Spend time with God. Rest in the Lord. And as you are refreshed by God's presence, I want you to get on the phone. I want you to get on your texting. And I want you to encourage somebody else with perhaps even the things we've heard today. But encourage somebody else. You know what? That God is going to turn it around. Encourage somebody else that, you know, come on, spend time with the Lord. Spend time in his word and God will exhort you to inherit your land. Let's be contagious with the promises of God um, to those people around us. And I'm not just thinking the church now. You know, the world needs hope. The world needs to be encouraged. The world needs, the world needs something more than the bad news that they're hearing 24 hours a day. And you know where the good news comes from? It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That our God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe on him will not perish but have everlasting eternal life and that's not just a place in heaven forever that's a relationship with the God who created you that's a relationship with a God who loves you that's a relationship with a God who wants to keep in step walk with you every day of your life when you invest in that relationship with God when you give your heart to Jesus Christ and you say Jesus when you come into my life that's when you can start to trust in the Lord Lord Jesus, when you come into my life, that's when you can really begin to learn what it is to delight yourself in the Lord. When you give your life to Jesus and say, Lord, come into my life and, you know, cleanse me, make me a brand new person. I repent of the way I've lived apart from you. I want to do life together with you, Jesus. You're not just a historical figure or, a, or in a stained glass a picture somewhere. Lord Jesus, you are real. You are alive. You died on the cross and were raised from the dead in order to give me an experience of life that can only be known through a relationship with the God who created you. When that's a reality on the inside, you can really say, I commit my way to God and I'm going to rest in that place of faith and I'm going to wait upon the Lord. I've excited myself today. <laughs> I think all the promises of God are absolutely amazing. I can trust in Almighty God because I know He will not let me down. I'd like to pray for you today. I'd like to pray for you if you have said yes to Jesus Christ, but you know what, perhaps you're sitting there today or you're seeing this online or whatever and, and you're saying, I need to trust in God. I, you know, perhaps that position isn't the place you're positioned. It's not the place you're standing in. But I need to come back to a place of trust in Almighty God. I say I'm a Christian and perhaps you even attend church. But you know what? I need, to, I need to trust God with my life. Perhaps to trust God with your finances. Perhaps you, know, you need to trust God with your family. Perhaps you need to trust God with your elderly in your life. Perhaps you need to trust God with your circumstances. Well, today's the day. Why don't you step into that place? 
where you say, Lord Jesus, I trust you with my life. Perhaps you've heard this today and you say, you know what? I've never given my life to Jesus. I don't know what it is to be a Christian. You know, perhaps you've come on this by chance or perhaps you've been to church and, you know, perhaps you're on that exploration going on. Is it, is it this religion or that religion or is it humanism or is it, well, you know, strong, you know, strength on the inside and I'll, you know, and I'll be all right. But I, I want to encourage you, friend, that, that you're created in God's image to have a relationship with God. And if you haven't ever given your life to Jesus, today there's an invitation for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. What does that mean, give my life? Where is he? Well, it's an attitude of the heart that says, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for paying the price on the cross. Thank you for your love for my life. And I want you to come into my life. Lord Jesus, come in and be Lord to me, to be saviour to me. In these days of turmoil, I give my life to you and I trust in you. And I thank you that from this point on, I enter into a brand new way of living, having everlasting life with you. If that's you today, friend, I'd like you to repeat this prayer with me. Online, you may be just on your own or perhaps with other people. And I don't want to embarrass anybody, but this is a really important decision for you to make. And I want to encourage you today to say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love for me. I thank you that you sent your son to die on a cross to give me life. I ask you to come into my life, Lord Jesus, to be my Lord and my Saviour. I commit my life to you. I put my trust in you and I receive you today. And I thank you for this abundant life I now have. And I pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen.